Hello, you're listening to The Simpsons 4 and 1 more. This is Bob Shoy, and with me as always... Hello, it's Emma Apps. And today we're talking about our 4 and 1 more favourite episodes from season 10. Double figures now, Bobby. Yeah, we're really, really cracking on. We're nearly it's mad. there. Absolutely mad. I can't believe it. It's gone so quick. I've really enjoyed revisiting these, like the first like decade of the show though and yeah. seeing it's like sort of the way it's changed i think a lot of people think oh you know you've got series one to eight or one to nine or wherever people say it starts changing a little bit and then it changes and then it's all different and i'm like not really like i like all them first nine series a lot yeah but they're very different from each other like we've already had different eras of the show it wasn't just like one to nine and then everything changes it's changed multiple times already. Yeah. I just liked all those changes before. I also think, like, Ben always says that if you analyse something too much, because, like, he studied music at university, and he um, right. he hated if a tutor of his, like, picked one of his favourite songs, and they he says, like, when you dissect a frog, you kill it. And so yeah. I was a little bit worried about, like... It's almost doing that to the Simpsons, but I haven't at all. Like, I feel like I can see no. it now in a completely different light. And I really enjoy how in-depth we've gone with it and how I get to put my point across about how passionate I am about certain things. I think we've got a good balance. I don't think we haven't like completely picked the bones. We haven't gone so in-depth to lose the fun of it, mm. um, which is good. I think we've got the balance just where I want it to be. Um, I, you know what you say, you say like if you overanalyze it, you, you're not going to enjoy it as much. Actually, like series 11, I have a lot of issues with, and it, that's actually kind of the reason we're going up to series 11 to like sort of delve into like what changed that we didn't like. Yeah. But I'm like halfway through watching series 11, and I don't know if it's because like I've watched it enough times to have like more nostalgia for it now as I do the early ones, but I'm actually like quite enjoying it, like way more than I thought I would be. Well, you say that, but I actually had exactly the same thought this afternoon because we've had a couple of weeks off where you've been on holiday and we haven't recorded and stuff and a lot of the research for season 10 that I did was weeks and weeks and weeks ago so today I was like refreshing my top uh, picks and just kind of going over the series again and I did think that to myself like I actually if someone had said to me a couple of weeks ago or like right at the beginning of us recording oh like what's your opinion on season 10 I'd be like I absolutely can't stand it not a fan etc etc but when I was actually nitty-gritty going into the D's house I was like actually like I mean don't get me wrong I do feel like there is definitely like a 50-50 divide of episodes that Mm. I like and episodes I don't like now whereas sort of in season seven and season eight we were like no 100% I love all the episodes whereas now it's definitely I I do see the 50-50 like to hate ratio but I do I have been enjoying season 10 more than I initially thought I would definitely there's episodes in here which i don't i didn't think i liked that much and on on revis i'm like no that's a really fun episode even if the plot isn't that good it's got some really good jokes and stuff Mm. and like you say 50 50 i'm looking at this list for me and i'm like i think i think it's more than 50 percent of these that i'm like that i like those episodes now whereas before i don't i don't think i did i've like i've appreciated them maybe i'm like less cynical as i get older yeah perhaps i can just enjoy them for being fun or maybe like because the the first sort of 
I don't know, eight, nine series, I've seen so much. I have so much nostalgia for and so many fond memories. They're like ingrained in me. But 10, 11 is where I stopped watching as much. So I feel like I hadn't seen the episodes as much. And now it's like maybe I've seen them enough times where I'm actually getting nostalgia for some of these I didn't have nostalgia for. Well, what I kind of picked up on was that I'm a couple of years younger than you. um, So Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's because because of that the slight age difference but like 10 and 11 i'm sort of going through and these are the ones that i have like really strong memories of watching when they first come out or the vhs first come out and i don't know if it's because like at the age that i was when it came out i'm that little bit older and i remember things from that time a lot clearer than i do the younger ones uh, the like earlier ones but um Mm. There's so many of these that I can like pinpoint to a certain memory or certain day or certain thing in my childhood more than I can relate that to the earlier seasons. So I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. It must, it must be the age difference because you say it's only two years, but two years makes a big yeah. difference when you're yeah. that age, at the age you would have been watching these. So for me, the way you're talking about these ones is more how I remember like series eight, series nine, where it's like, I remember these being the new ones, whereas these... I didn't even catch all of these when they were first viewed on yeah. telly. And I have memories of watching some of these for the first time, but it was like, oh, at a friend's house and it was on. We weren't like, New Simpsons. We just, yeah. oh, yeah, watch Simpsons. Oh, it's a new yeah. one. They were, so yeah, you have like the sort of memories for these that I had for like series eight, maybe, rather than like, I yeah, kind of feel one. like so. when sort of season sort of five, six, seven, eight, I feel like they are. For me, I have memories of watching them as a child, but I kind of feel like they were sort of mm. like reruns. Um, whereas yeah, yeah. with these, I remember them coming out, watching them like new on Sky One, like that yeah. kind of thing. So I definitely think it might be like the couple of years age gap between us that makes it definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, let's crack on. Yeah, let's talk about our favourite episode. So it's um, it's my turn to go first. Um, my list is kind of, I think I kind of surprised myself with my list. I don't know how similar they're going to be. Um, but for me, there's like a couple that are like, they were my favorites. And then there's like a real melange of, of maybe like six, seven episodes, which I like them all. And it was kind of like hard to pick which ones would be my right near the top. Um, and then there's like everything else. But. I definitely think that if out of any of the seasons that we've covered so far, this one's probably going to be the most diverse in our choices. Um, and I think, and I think season eleven will be too. Like the sort of later we're getting, the more diverse that they're going to be. Yeah. Diff- like how they're going to differ between the two uh, lists. Um, I mean, the choices that I've picked were the choices that I had written down at the start before when we first first started discussing it so my choices after watching it again have not changed interesting yeah okay so okay i'll start then so my number four and i think it's weird because when i did my list as i was watching um this one it was near the top but it kind of like my nostalgia for this one actually made it rise above how good i actually think the episode is i think the episode's all right but my nostalgia is like given plus points to it so it sort of snuck into my top four on nostalgia because this is one i do remember watching the first time and it had like strong memories for me in a nostalgic way and that is uh in the wind oh okay this this isn't um 
this isn't on my list at all, actually. Um, no. I'm looking at my list and it's, it's very it in the middle for me. Yeah, that's probably where it belongs. But I just, this is, I think of the, um, okay, so there's three, I think maybe four that I have like a real nostalgia for. And this is one of them. Um, and I think it was because it was on one of those VHSs. It must have been like, you know, the first episode on one of those, like my dad VHSs that he made or something. Because I remember watching this one a lot on the thing. And I remember it being like, oh, it's a new episode. Yeah. Um, so just, and I remember finding it. So carry on. No, I was going to say, just quickly, like run through like a brief overview of these episodes. Because I, cause I obviously know what this episode is, but I think that, I was I had to write little notes next to right. each title for this season because the, yeah, titles, the, the titles were are not quite obvious obs- for obtuse. me now. Yeah. So Darwin in the Wind, this is the one where Homer becomes obsessed with finding out what his middle name the letter in his middle name stands for. Yeah. Uh, Homer J. Simpson, he actually doesn't know what the J even stands for. So in hunting that down, he goes to the hippie commune that his mum used to live at his mum who we met a few seasons before. So it's revisiting that thread, which I was, that's why I like it so much. I think it's like, oh, cool. Like some more of like Homer's history of his mom and what she did after she left. And, um, and he finds out, you know, that she lived with these two hippie guys and then he becomes a hippie to carry on like his mother's legacy kind of thing. Uh, that's this episode. And I remember, and the joke being that the J stands for J, J A Y, is a moment I always remember. Yeah. Oh my God. My middle name is right behind that shrub. I'll finally know what J stands for. From this moment forth, I will be known as Homer J. Simpson. And I just have fond memories because it did follow up that like Homer's. I was always interested in like finding out more about the history of Homer and his mom and stuff because it had only been like hinted at a little bit. So in terms of continuity, I found this one really interesting when I was younger. And then... um you know, there's some just jokes about Homer being a hippie and kind of being shit at being a hippie, yeah. but wanting to embrace the lifestyle. And yeah, that's that's kind of the nostalgia as well. And it also has like one of my favourite lines of this series. Um, I love the joke of how direct it is um, when they talk about they sold their car, Seth and Munchie, the two hippie yeah. guys, and he says, um, in a way, the 60s ended the day we sold it, December 31st, 1969. <laughs> it's so like... <laughs> <laughs> not even obvious but you watch it and then you're it's just like <laughs> yeah it's such a deadpan delivery like that that might be one of my favorite lines of the whole series i always think of that line it's great we used to have a bus in a way the 60s ended the day we sold it december 31st 1969 the funny thing is there's a lot in um a couple of the episodes that i've picked higher on my list where it's exactly the same type of humour and I've written yeah. them down and I've I've literally wrote a note next to it saying I find this hilarious but other people might not like it's, it's just yeah. so like that is the humour of season 10 I think because I it's kind a of a very different humour that's creeping into this series apart from the, the overly wacky stuff which creeps in you've also got this like really dry deadpan stuff yeah. creeping in as well like to counteract it which I really like that stuff I love that kind of stuff as well like my dad always sort of takes the mickey out of me and says like Emma you have the weirdest sense of humour because I'll laugh for 10 minutes at something that's really not funny like a joke like that and then mm. something that everyone else in the room laughing at I'm like no I don't find that funny he's like you're so weird yeah. you have the weirdest sense don't of humor don't impress me much 
Uh, it does have the weird ending with Homer having a flower shot into his forehead. Like this is when we start getting the really like weird endings that don't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of um, episodes that I've picked as well where I've sort of said like the ending annoys me, or yeah, you have to ignore the yeah, ending. Yeah, or like Act One and Act Three like just don't match up. You can almost like yeah. make well the yeah. Act One of this is they're making the plant the movie for the nuclear power plant yeah. to advertise jobs and i completely forget that's from this episode i had to write it down and hear my notes yeah. to remind me that that's this episode that there's a there's a new pattern happening from this series onwards where act one has been kind of disconnected quite a lot in the yeah. past it's like a thing with the simpsons but they really start becoming disconnected at this point and the endings get really obtuse. So you've kind of got a real extreme. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. So, like, for me, as you say, like, it is quite a, it is quite sort of a thing of The Simpsons where sort of Act 1 and Act 3 are completely different. But they tend to be really good at linking 1 and 2 together and then 3 is just random. But in this, you could literally pick, like, it could be three separate episodes in season 10 now. Yeah, they really are divided. I think that I had to... I found myself making a lot more notes because, like you say, like, you would completely forget that that's how the episode starts. Um, Yeah. Just purely because how all three things and how all three actions and have different consequences and it's just you you kind of have to remember that this is this episode and that was partly why I sort of said oh which episode is that because by saying dough in the wind doesn't necessarily like there's certain things that trigger people's memories for certain episodes and it might not necessarily be the main storyline I mean there are some episodes that I find myself thinking oh what episode is that and I can remember the B plot more than I can remember the A plot if that makes sense yeah there's a few in this series that actually like the B plot more like I remember the B plot more yeah same same um but yeah the ending with the flower in the head is is really <laughs> wacky and that's even not that wacky compared to like a lot of the ones that follow from this point that's yeah. kind of in, in hindsight seems fairly grounded but compared to old simpsons is absolutely like crazy town so. i mean i think the reason why for me this episode sort of is in the middle is purely because i'm the complete opposite to you like i have no memory or recollection of ever watching this when i was younger Right, interesting. So I feel like I kind of... I uh, I probably, like, knew that Homer's middle name was Jay for people talking about it, but I don't ever remember watching this or seeing it when I was younger. I remember seeing it when I was a lot older, but, yeah, I, I have no nostalgia for this episode, and I think that as much as I do find it sweet, because I do love the whole, like, Homer's mum, Homer's mum's backstory, Homer's childhood, like, I love delving into that. I just... I don't really have much connection to this episode. Can I ask you a question? Yeah? Do you know Bart's middle name? Uh, oh, now you're getting me. I don't know if it's actually in any of the episodes, but it's officially canon. He has like a weird, is it a girl? Is it like a really girly name? It's four letters that begins with J. No, I can't think off the top of my head. <laughs> it's it's Jojo. Oh, yeah. Yes, I do know. Now you said that. Is that ever in an episode? It must be. Because I, I, I had heard that it was never in an episode, but in an interview once, Matt Groening had said that his middle name was Jojo. 
And that was just a thing known amongst the writers. But it must be because so can, for you, canonically, it's JoJo. Yeah, for you to have said that, like something like clicked in my head. I was like, oh yeah, of course it is. But for you to ask me that question, <laughs> I was like, I don't have a clue. So uh, that's a good question. Like I don't know if it's yeah. ever mentioned. Listeners, if listeners know, let me know. I'd like to know. Is is Bart's middle name being JoJo revealed in an episode? It's like one of the other things that I like is the fact that, and it is actually mentioned in another episode, but like that Maggie's name's Margaret and Homer's like, yeah. who's Margaret Simpson? <laughs> yeah, that was a few times, yeah. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Um, yeah, so I like what I like about this as well when he um, he puts their personal supply in their juice uh, <laughs> to get their shipment in, and you get to see some like the Simpson, the Springfield residents uh, freaking out a little bit, like. <laughs> we are so old. <laughs> The bit that worries made me like sort of cringe as a kid, and it still does now, is Willie making out with yeah. the rake and scratching his face up with the rake. <laughs> it's horrible. Oh, it's yeah. so you just weird. see all the red lines like scraping up and down his face. There are, awful. There's actually a couple of um, points in some of the episodes that I've picked where certain things like really make me cringe, and I've actually made a note mm. of it. So later on, when I talk about my episodes, I'll I'll make a I'll like I'll mention it because there's a couple of things that sort of similar where they, it really makes me kind of cringe. Mm. It's weird. They're getting more into they're getting oh. more into some sort of gross out stuff now. Yeah, it's just getting some of it's getting a bit bit cruel. Like I know almost, we've mentioned but... it like last um in season nine, but like when Homer gets his head stuck in the bridge, like it yeah, really yeah. like oh Oh, maybe Lenny and his eye injuries oh. are going to start happening on this in this series. Let me see if if it, if one of them is a Lenny joke that I've mentioned. Let me quickly just go in my notes quickly. Uh, oh, I don't know. We'll get there when uh, when I talk about mine. But yeah, so that's that's a good one. And yeah, that's my number. Four. As I said, I didn't think that'd be on your list. No, it's, it's not at all. It's it's completely different. And and I do think that a lot that we've picked will be different i think definitely i'm predicting that two from my list will also be on your list oh i 100 percent know that one of mine is going to be in your list 100 percent. so mm -hmm. and i've actually written minimal notes because i i know that you're going to carry it <laughs> right okay um okay cool. so let's let's move on with your number four then yep so my number four choice is viva ned flanders wow yeah. You know what? A lot of people don't like this one. I love this episode. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, this is higher up on my okay, list. Okay, I thought it might be. So we're going to have to wait to yeah, talk about no, it. I actually really do like this episode. I do too. And I was wondering if I was going to say it and you're going to go, I hate that episode. No. I know a lot of people yeah, do. Yeah, no, I know it's, it's very unpopular in um, the Simpsons community because of obviously like for lots of reasons which we'll cover but yeah i i yeah. do i and i think i had a vhs and you're probably you've probably probably had the same one as well it's it was it was actually called viva la simpsons i think i didn't have that one yeah see i had that and it was on that was one of the ones I didn't and it have. was on that and it right and i think because that episode was on that di uh, disc look at me i <laughs> definitely not a disc on the vhs um that 
I have the nostalgia for it, and I think that's probably why it ranks so high because I've got a lot of memories of this episode. So that yeah. um, that again shows our the slight age gap because that was after I stopped buying the VHSs. Oh, okay. So you that that was probably like the one after where I stopped. So you probably have like a few more beyond where I stopped buying the VHSs. Mm. It's funny because you're like born in the end of the eighties and I'm born at the very beginning of the nineties, and it's like such yeah. a massive difference because we are technically born in two different decades. Different decades, yeah. So funny, We're a decade apart. Well, I have a feeling that my next one is also going to be higher on your list. Okay, I have a feeling. So we might have to jump back to you in a minute. <laughs> So maybe our list are going to be more similar than we think. But maybe. we'll see. I know you said you liked this episode in the past, so it'd be interesting if it's on your top four. Yeah. My number three is Blood of the Dance. Yeah, this is higher on my list. Higher on your yep. list, right? So we're going to be... <laughs> going to be we'll come back to it. I, <laughs> maybe this is actually going to be the most crossover we've ever maybe. had. So because that's controversy. The funny thing is, I know that my next one is definitely going to be on your list. Oh, this is fun. Okay, okay. so let's see how much we can throw it back and forth. <laughs> It's like a game of tennis. Okay, so my number three choice is Married to the Mob. This is higher yeah, on my see? list. <laughs> it's like the generation game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So right. We're going to really have to go so, over like our list in order like, later on. We're going to have to see where, just... where we diverge. Maybe we have just really similar opinions. Yeah. Um, that, that means there's one on your list higher up that is definitely not on mine. Yeah. And I'm interested in what it might be. But first of all, we're going to finally talk about Viva Ned Flanders. Okay. Because it's my number two. Okay, cool. Have you have you mentioned your number? Oh, yeah, of course you have. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, number two. Okay. Well, I was getting, We're getting lost in these numbers. I'm having to write them down to <laughs> yeah. keep track of them. Yeah, my, we're up to my number two somehow. Okay, cool. But my number two is Viva Ned Flanders. So this was your number four. Number four, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So because it's higher up, I'll let you take the lead first. Um, I actually, well, I, I'm a big Ned head. I yeah. like Ned episodes. Uh, I really, I actually enjoy, I think I like all Ned episodes. Well, there's a controversial one coming next series. We'll come to that. But so far, I always enjoy the Ned's for Centered episodes. Yeah. And to me, this is just like another great Ned episode. And this, what I've written here is, this is both outrageous as a plot but also somehow very grounded as well. Yeah. This doesn't feel that insane compared to other ones of this era. It's just like Ned wants to have fun and Homer takes him out to have fun. They go to Vegas for the weekend. Yeah. It's not that crazy. I mean, I love the story. It's crazy they get married. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I love this episode. <laughs> I love the storyline and I love the way they take it. But mm. I feel like Homer could be toned down by like 20%. A little bit. Yeah, Like yeah. I get why he is the way he is and it is homer and we are getting into like a hundred percent jerk ass homer territory but mm. i just feel like he could have he he's almost like border on annoying like i love but that, i was about to say that though i i kind of feel like when it's a ned episode i don't mind homer being a little bit more annoying because i feel like i'm viewing him through ned's lens who finds yeah. him very annoying like, like when it's like wellity wellity oh wellity stop that that is like what <laughs> he annoys him i've actually written that down as a quote because i love that quote <laughs> and i say it all the time and it was it's, if someone said to me like even last year tell me a quote from viva ned flanders that is the first thing that i would say wellity 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 <laughs> i was wondering if he could show me how to have some fun well, well, well. So flawless Flanders needs help from Stinky Pants Simpson. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I guess I do. Welly, welly, welly. Mr. Clean wants to hang with Dirty Dingus McGee. How about it, Homer? Will you teach me the secret of your intoxicating lust for life? Wellity, wellity, wellity. Stop that! Will you help me or not? Let's do it. But yeah, like, I love Homer. He's actually probably my favourite character overall, but he is really annoying in this. And I just, I love Flanders, and I'm the same as you, like, any... Flanders episode, look, I absolutely love him. But, yeah, I feel like Homer could be toned down slightly. But that might just be a bit of a controversial opinion. I know why he is the way he is in this episode, because he has to be for the plot. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, For the listeners, again, uh, brief description of this episode. uh, Homer finds out that Ned's actually 60 (laughs) years old and looks great for his age. uh, But then Ned starts feeling a bit self-conscious that he's never done anything that exciting. Uh, so he asks Homer to give him a bit of excitement and Homer takes him to Las Vegas for the weekend. They go on a bender uh, when, Ned, when Ned has the audacity to order a white wine spritzer. 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 <laughs> and for you, Ned? I'll have a Shirley... Oh, a virgin. No, make it a children's... Oh, what the heck? You only live once. Give me a white wine spritzer. 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 That would be my quote if you asked me to throw a quote of this episode. Um, and yeah, then they get drunk and get married. Ooh, to each other. <laughs> yeah. No, not to each other. <laughs> to Amber and Ginger. Yeah. Uh, who do return, don't they? Yeah. Um, it makes me laugh when um, Homer goes, but Ginger, honey. And then Ned's like, Ginger's my <laughs> wife. <laughs> Homer is very mixed on how he should be reacting to the situation. At the end, he's like, Amber, I can change. Will you shut up? <laughs> and also the bit where um, I only really got it like a couple of years ago, but when um, he has that fantasy and he's like, oh, about what oh, yeah. like two wives could do. And he's like, chop, chop, dig, chop, dig, dig, chop. Dig. And then Marge is like, Homer, there's so much more two wives could do to you. And then he's like... He's just thinking about them doing chores rather than the potential threesome that he could potentially have with them. What are we going to do, Homer? My kids are going to be traumatised. And then there's Maud. And then there's Maud! I don't know, Flanders. Having two wives could have its advantages. Chop, chop, dig, dig, chop, chop, dig, dig, chop, chop, dig, dig. You know, homie... There's so much more two wives could do for you. I hear digging, but I don't hear chopping. Even in his imagination, Marge is hornier than him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so what what like what's your opinion on Ned being sixty? Like does it bother you or No, it really doesn't. I don't care. <laughs> I don't I think it's one of the things that people find really controversial. I'm like, okay, I don't don't really care that he's sixty. No, it doesn't bother me either, actually. Like I I did actually write like find out if it annoys Bob, but no, I'm the same. It doesn't doesn't really bother me to be honest. There's 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 more things that they add in in this era that are more irritating than Ned being 60. It doesn't really change anything. No. The point is that he looks good. Oh, he doesn't look 60. There's no reference to him being 60 before. Well, there wouldn't be. He's supposed to look great for his age and he hasn't mentioned it before. Yeah. Do you know what so. like little bit 
never made me laugh ever but then I rewatched it today so like even when I watched it a couple of weeks ago it didn't make me laugh and then I watched it today I must be like delirious or something because I've really laughed but the bit, mm. <laughs> the bit where um he goes um about having um a slice of white bread and a side of what is it a, side, <laughs> a glass of water, of water for dipping <laughs> it's never made me laugh before but when i watched it today look i laughed for about 10 minutes just thinking and a glass of water on the side for dipping i can't imagine anything more disgusting (laughs) (laughs) one of my worst things in life is wet Wet bread bread. if you make a sandwich and it starts getting wet on the corner it makes you feel sick oh yeah so the fact that he would dip his bread in water is just disgusting i remember when i was at uni and my mum always said to me about like buying a loaf of bread and because obviously you're on your own to just like put mm. it in the in the um freezer so like you can have it for longer and just get out bits like as you mm-hmm. need them and i did that and i remember i had like an hour break between like having to be somewhere so i was like i'm starving and all i had was bread so i got it out put it in the microwave to defrost it and it went all like wet and soggy and i was just like i've got no time i've got no money i've got no food and i like ate it and i was like gagging as i was eating it It oh emma that is oliver twist (laughs) stuff that is (laughs) victorian era (laughs) that's very grim but let's be honest all uni students have had that moment where they've had to eat or like (laughs) well well, hang on a second i didn't become a university student until i was in my 30s oh yeah that's true i was having been greeny thank you very much (laughs) there's me with my like wet soggy bread and there's you with your pinguini (laughs) <laughs> uh, uh, I just had a shiitake mushroom pasta and it was delicious. That sounds beautiful. I'm not going to lie to you. That's like right. It was that, absolutely That delicious. sounds right up my street. But anyway, going back to, yeah, so side of, a side of water, a glass of water on the side for dipping. Gross. Mm. Uh, the the image that made me laugh this time around, which has never really got me before, was when they're, they're worrying about what they're going to do in the morning and then you just see Ned starting to hang himself. <laughs> he starts making a noose. Yeah. We have to do something. I'm working on it. That's so funny. The the um the yeah. sort of like stereotypical morning after the night before of Vegas with the hotel room is mm. like trashed. I've used that meme so many times when I was hungover. I mean, I remember one night New Year's Eve being absolutely oh dying and using that and being like, yeah, this is me right now. <laughs> I love seeing Ned let his hair down though. Yeah. Like we say, he after that after Hurricane Neddy, he's a little bit of a changed character. He's a bit more open. They make they write him a bit more open. Yeah. And um this is a great example of that. Like seeing him actually just go out and have some drinks and having fun and stuff. It's great seeing Ned do have a hangover and stuff. Yeah. I really like it. Um yeah, and you've got a lot of callbacks in this episode. It starts with the return of the Mr. Burns Casino. Yeah. You've got uh Lance Murdoch. Yeah. Jumping the dog do stick. <laughs> <laughs> that image. <laughs> just like a turd on a stick. <laughs> yeah. You did the the voice like perfect as well. The dog do stick. <laughs> <laughs> just that image. It's burned in my brain. Oh. Uh, yeah. I re- yeah, great. Someone dishonoring their wedding vows. Not in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> 
I re- I really like this episode. Yeah, I really I do. do. Too. I think I mean, it's a bit of an underrated gem. Going back to like nostalgias and stuff, I always remember mm. this episode being like really, really controversial. Like this was controversial before the whole mold thing happening. Um, yeah. And I was remember like, oh, like how could this happen? And like being really sort of like. <gasps> sort of thing but then um now i watch it and i'm just like oh they've done so much worse in like the next 25 years or whatever <laughs> yeah this just feels quaint yeah um i i do actually remember watching this one the first time as well when i was a kid i spent a lot of time at my grandparents house uh they lived in Berghampstead, and there was a family that lived like behind their house if you cut through a hole in the hedge it would you'd be like in their garden and i used to hang out with them sometimes when i stayed there and i went over their house and we watched this episode uh, after playing some Mario Party, and obviously, I remember thinking <laughs> I've never seen this episode. It was really like, whoa, a Simpsons episode I haven't seen. It was like f- airing just right then, and I remember being like really shocked yeah. at this episode. Like, what? They're going to Las Vegas. Ned's like getting drunk. He's getting married, and it really did like blow my mind at that time. And it's like stuck in my memory since then. Um, so yeah, Viva Ned Flanders. Love it very underrated episode from this series uh from this era and um i mean some listeners are going to be surprised that it's on both our lists yeah. yeah like we say a lot of people don't like this one so it's my number four and your number two yeah 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 cool okay so what's your number two okay this one is this one that hasn't been said yet yeah so this okay, one this I, is the one that i don't know what it's gonna I be i genuinely feel like i could talk about this episode for ages so right. i apologize in advance so my number two episode is Homer to the Mac. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is this is going to be interesting. Okay, you hate this episode, don't you? Well, I I don't. I've gone through like a weird transition with this episode because I used to really like it, but this time through, I was like, mm, I felt like it was like flag too many flags of like the things changing in the Simpsons that I didn't like. Yeah, but I do still have like nostalgia. For it, I swear this was on one of the videos. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it was, and I I think that because I'm very familiar with this one. Yeah, see, that was what um, I wrote. So it's the first thing that I wrote that I have a lot of nostalgia for this episode. I have vivid memories of me and my sister sitting down, watching it, quoting it. Like I've got a lot of memories about this episode, and I feel I feel like a lot of the episodes that are really high up on my list are just purely not necessarily the storyline or the gags or the jokes or anything like that it's just purely nostalgia for me and yeah, um yeah. to be honest with you the storyline itself irritates me a lot like there's a lot of problematic things in this episode for me but i just it it's weird it's it's one of those things it's like oh a hot chocolate on a cold day type situation for me it's an episode mm. that if i'm feeling a bit shit or if i'm not feeling very well I'll put it on and it just instantly gets like flashback to 2000. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I know this episode like yeah. the back of my hand. This is probably the one from this series that I'm the most familiar yeah. with. Yeah. I've seen this one so many times and all the quotes from this are like in my brain all the time. There's a lot of of my notes are just quotes to be honest and this is an episode that i love a lot of the lines and some of them so this is another example of what i said to you earlier about it's like the line's not even funny it's just like the delivery of it so um mm-hmm. <laughs> so um so bob mag's power he's, he's the, the man, man whose name you'd love, love to, to touch, touch. <laughs> but you mustn't touch <laughs> 
whose name sounds good in your ear. But when you say it, you mustn't fear, cause his name can be said by anyone. So yeah, I wow, yeah I know this episode what? that much. Very Thanks. good. Thank you. <laughs> but um, <laughs> one, <laughs> one of the lines I love is um. Nobody snuggles with Max Power. You strap yourself in and, and you feel, feel the, the juice. juice. I don't want to snuggle with Max Power. Nobody snuggles with Max Power. You strap yourself in and feel the juice. Oh, Lord. And it doesn't stop in the bedroom. Oh, no. I'm taking charge. Kids, there's three ways to do things. The right way, the wrong way, and the Max Power way. Isn't that the wrong way? Yeah, but faster. It is the it's right so way, weird. the wrong way, and the max power way. Isn't that just the wrong way? Yes, but faster. <laughs> and um, do you know what joke I didn't get? Like, it's so funny, but you, I just didn't get it till like, probably recently, is um, when he's like, oh, max power, hey, great name. He's like, thanks, I got it off a hairdryer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and he's like, I love a man that can poke fun out of his name. And I actually did not get that joke. And really? then it just, it like light bulb went, moment yeah, once. Yeah. I was like, oh, I get it, Max Power. Like, you, you can put your hair dry up a little bit or you can put it yeah. right up. <laughs> Maximum power. Yeah. Mental. I, I get this one mixed because of the name. It's And then look near to each other. The fact that there's... Homer to the max, where he's max power, and then there's maximum Homer drive, so close yeah. to each other, which is where he's a trucker. It's yeah. really confusing to me. Um, but yeah, this is Homer to the max. And again, the plot synopsis, ho- there's a cop, uh, police, cops, police cops. <laughs> 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 On telly, we have a character called Homer Simpson, um, who's really cool, but then they rewrite and he becomes an idiot, and uh, Homer changes his name to not be like the stupid guy on telly to... Max Power, and then just from having a different name, sort of gets to rub elbows with the uh, higher classes. Yeah, and the president. And, uh, yeah, former president Slick Willie. Slick Willie. <laughs> Always with the smooth talk. Um, who proclaims in this episode <laughs> that <laughs> he's had sex? Sorry, go on. Let me do it. Hell, I've done it with pigs. Real, no fooling pigs. <laughs> Yeah, so the Simpsons writers insinuate that President Clinton had sex with a pig. Which he probably which did. Just, when I was a kid and that episode, this episode was on, I was like, that has to mean something I don't get. It can't just mean that he had sex with pigs. It must well, be a reference to something else. Well, sometimes I kind of feel like he means like ugly women. You know how right. sometimes like really like ugly women yeah, but are then he says, I f- but then he says straight up, no fooling, pigs. Like, I feel like that's maybe, you're supposed oh, to think, yeah. oh, ugly women. Like, it's always like he's saying, I've had sex with ugly women. Um, no, actually, really, real pigs. Like, as in, really, I've had sex with pigs. <laughs> not women who would be described as pigs, actual pigs. I mean, we talked about it, I think, on the last episode <laughs> we went into this. <laughs> In great detail, and now we're getting hooked up on it again, because it's just <laughs> such an out-there line, it's... What, who pitched that <laughs> when the room all the room went yeah that's it that's the line it's so slanderous I can't imagine them saying something like that about any other president and I'm pretty sure even, even the, the former one that, just his former that he was actually president when this came out as well I think yeah. this is just before Bush yeah literally okay so <laughs> outrageous I know you don't think you're good enough for me but believe me you are hell I've done it with pigs <laughs> Real no fooling pigs. 
Yeah. Tell you what line, so it's an example of what I meant earlier about lines that have never ever made me laugh until I've rewatched it this time. And um, mm. it's when um, Homer turns around and goes, get used to it. From now on, we'll be spelling everything with letters. <laughs> it's, where, <laughs> That's good. it's where she pulls up to the house and she's like, hey, the door numbers spell out with letters. And he goes, get used yeah. to it, Marge. Yeah, that's good. Uh, My favourite line from this episode is, I think, an underrated one. It's such a weird one. Marge actually has a lot of my favourite lines in this series. It's a Marge line. Uh, She says, I don't know, remember that New Year's Eve at Lenny's? He didn't even have a clock. (laughs) I've written that down as well. It made me I just have this great image of like a terrible New Year's (laughs) Eve at Lenny's house. Just, I kind of, I'm glad we don't see it because my memory of, my idea of it is funnier. This is the worst party ever. I don't know. Remember that New Year's Eve at Lenny's? He didn't even have a clock. I've been to those New Year's Eve parties, to be fair. Like, never with without clocks, because obviously nowadays everyone's got a clock in their, <laughs> on their phone. But, like, I've I've been to those shitty New Year's Eve parties where you hype it up all day and you're like, yeah, it's going to be really good. Like, we're going to get drunk. I mean, that's a lot of New Year's Eve parties. And then you get to the party and it's, like, dead. No, like, atmosphere. No, like nothing and you just sit there eating crisps in the kitchen and you're just like right rock on 12 see me me and all my friends used to have an annual tradition at new year we would all pile into well it started off a few of us and by the end of it i think there was three cars worth of us and we would drive um five and a half hours what to my mum's house um she lives on the border of scotland in the middle of nowhere but where she lives there's a village hall even though like where she lives isn't even big enough to be classed as a village, but there's a village hall there about a quarter of a mile walk from my house, just in the middle of nowhere. But it's one of those just like halls that's so in the middle of nowhere that all these people from the surrounding nothingness flock to it. Oh, I love Um, that. So there's this crazy middle of nowhere New Year's Eve party with this guy who turns up once a year to DJ it in a, like a coonskin cap and like a Route 66 (laughs) t-shirt. And just plays all these sort of like dated hits. Is that you or or is that someone else? No, no, it's someone else. <laughs> it's someone else. When Beef went to America, he did buy me a Route 66 t-shirt in memory of these New Year's Eve parties. That's hilarious. And we used to all go there. Like one of my friends from, from um, down south used to drive up to my mum's and we'd all crash at her house and have go to this wild... We'd, we'd just call it Route 66. We'd go to Route 66 for oh, New Year's Eve. I love that. And it's that. this wild, middle-of-nowhere barn party. Wow. <laughs> so we, I, had, I had a lot of good New Year's Eve parties. That actually sounds brilliant. Better than yeah. the ones I've been to. <laughs> Very memorable. I, I once was trying to get Beef so drunk that he would agree to get Happy New Year tattooed on him. No way. <laughs> Which I just, I really wish I'd achieved that. The idea of Beef with Happy New Year tattooed on him makes me makes me smile. That's so funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, so New Year's, oh yeah, I was like, how did we get on to this? Oh yeah, Lenny's, Lenny's New Year's Eve party that we don't see. Do you know what part, like before we move on, like what I used to love as a kid, which was actually kind of in a weird way, like stuck by me as an adult. It's like right at the end where the closing credits are and he's like, oh, by the way, when I was at the courtroom, I got your name changed. And she's like, <laughs> to what? He's like, Chesty LaRue. Chesty LaRue. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then she's like, absolutely not. And then he, she's like, okay, how about Busty St. Clair? And she's like, I don't want to be Chesty LaRue or Busty St. Clair. He's like, what about Hootie McBooby? <laughs> and, and then when he turns the light off, she's like, get off of those. Chesty LaRue sounds like a real like model the, of the of the of the nineties, like a nineties Euro trash model. The funny thing was, because back in the day, like um, I won't go into too much detail, but um, I my bo- <laughs> <laughs> my boobs were like bigger than most girls that I went to school with. So um, I always used to use Chesty Larue as like on, like on um on like MSN and like MySpace and things like that That's back great. in the day. And like everyone thought I'd made up this like porn star name. Yeah, Chesty Larue <laughs> was a, a bit of a nickname of mine <laughs> because of this episode. I wonder if any um, well-endowed porn stars who are big Simpsons fans have ever used the stage name of Chesty LaRue. Well, I'm like looking for a new career. So if I ever go into porn, I'm 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 shotgunning that name. (laughs) Yeah, if it's not taken, it will be soon. Yeah, um, so I do like this episode. But yeah, it has fallen in favour of this. You know, we've talked about sometimes you've seen an episode so much that you start like getting tired of it yeah and we, you talked about like you were danger in danger of that with the b-sharps yeah well since then i actually haven't seen the b-sharps for a long time so i'm kind of trying to save it so yeah <laughs> but yeah that's all i've got to say um but this this does have some really good moments in this has got some like like kind of meme moments like um get ready everybody he's about to do something stupid <laughs> when they were just watching homer at work yeah um, and that Ned walking past, plus they can replace them and no one can tell the diddly difference. And the bit where um, Homer's up in the loft and he's on the rocket chair with a blanket and he's like, that weird looking kid out there. Like, <laughs> that bit. Is that from this episode? Yeah. Because well? <laughs> he's hiding because everyone's yeah, like taking the piss out of him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But do you know what I think's really funny? Like, you just said the whole Ned line about how, like, they could change the actors and like no one could tell the diddly difference. Well, that's obviously like a joke mm-hmm. because they changed Maud's voice actor and it's just like kind of poking fun out of themselves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it's around this time that there's this couple of episodes. I, I just watched an episode the other day and she had a completely different voice and I was like, oh, it's really tiring. I don't like it. It's really, a really different voice all of yeah. a sudden. Um, yeah. Debbie Pearson. <laughs> Love it. See, I honestly, going back to this episode, I actually think I like all these weird little one-liners and the memes more than the storyline, to be fair. Yeah. It's like you said with Doan in the Wind, like like I said, it's I have a lot of nostalgia for it, but uh, the episode's not that great. Yeah. And I feel like for you, like you have such a fond memories of all these like lines. There's great lines all in this episode. And that's that's why it sticks so fondly in your memory. Yeah, I think that's definitely why it's so high. I feel like if I didn't have the nostalgia, I would be a bit like, oh, meh, this is middle of the road for me. Mm. But it's definitely mm. the nostalgia factor that's kept it so high for me. I, it's like a little bit, Homer's like a little bit, he's getting into that like extreme Homer in this though. Yeah. It's almost like a Peter Griffin. Yeah, definitely. Peter Griffinization of Homer, yeah. Cool. So yeah, this is my number two.
Right, so we're up to our number ones then. You said your number two then. My number two was Viva No Flanders. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, number ones then. So up to our number ones. So we know what each other's number ones are. Yeah. Uh, just based <laughs> on what's already been said. So, and they're both on both our lists. Yeah. Um. So my number one, Emma, set, tell everyone what my number one is. <laughs> is your number one Mayard to the Mob? It is. Yay. So this is actually my number, I think, number three. Let me just double check. Three. Yeah, number three. So this is my number three episode. I knew this was Mm going to be on your list. And yeah, we talked about this a little bit on Guest Stars episode because obviously Mark Hamill stars uh, in multiple roles. I absolutely loved this episode and I knew it was going to be... I mean, to be fair, I actually did think it would be your number one. Yeah, were you guessed right? Yeah, I wasn't 100% sure, but I just kind of had a feeling that it would be. Yeah, um, this was on the VHSs, like we said. So nostalgia's playing real heavy on both our lists. Um, and Mark Hamill voicing any cartoon character is always fun for me. He's voiced so many in the past. And he gets to voice a cartoon character in this. And he gets to voice himself yeah. in this. So as a cartoon character, so it's double whammy. Whammy. Um, it's like kind of a weird, silly plot, but it's got lots of good jokes and it is a very funny episode. I mean, to be honest with you, I am not a huge fan of the whole bit about him actually being a bodyguard, which I know is obviously, yeah, yeah. I mean, I find it a bit tedious, but I think it's the whole like Mark Hamill and like all the um, Comic-Con like stuff at the beginning and then like all the guys and dolls bit in it for me, like just basically any bit of Mark Hamill in it is... Um, is good for me. And I also really like when he's at the training course. The whole section at the bodyguard yeah. training school is like probably my favourite section. That's really funny. It's like, and no! um like Mark Hamill's character in that Lavelle is is really funny. Like the interactions between him and Homer in that segment's really good. And him singing like I will always love you is so ridiculous. And now, in honor of your achievement, here is the theme song from the hit motion picture, The Bodyguard. And I, I, I will always love you. Yeehaw! I think it's brilliant. Yeah. Not to moo habit. <laughs> <laughs> Even during Ramadan? Uh, it's just the That's delivery. That's maybe my favourite line of the episode. Yeah, it's just the delivery. It's made my favourite moment. Not to moo habit. As a bodyguard, your only loyalty is to your protectee, not to your family, not to your country, not to Muhammad. You've been doing Ramadan? Shut your sass, old boy. I also love the ending section where he's actually doing Guys and Dolls, and he's sort of very unhappy with the show as a whole, like, this is a conceptual nightmare. And he's like, use the force. And he's like, the force? He's like, no, the forks. Yeah, so they played they played it up a lot, the uh, Mark Hamill being a guest. And it was like, you know, they, they sort of played it as like the Star Wars episode of The Simpsons. Well, kind of. It's got Mark Hamill in it. Uh, but that's how they sold the VHS as well. Like, I'm, this was the like main event on that VHS. Yeah. And as a big Star Wars nerd kid, I was like, "Oh my god, I have to get that one." Yeah, I was exactly the same as well. Like, my dad's a massive Star Wars fan, so I always grew up like 
watching Star Wars all the time, so it was exactly the same. And um, I think going back to the whole Mark Hamill thing, though, like I, th- I feel like they kind of played it as a little bit of a joke as well because Mark Hamill was probably yeah. sick of every single thing that he did or every single thing like after Star Wars just being about Star Wars or every interview that he did would be like, 80 90 percent about star wars and 10 percent anything else that he was doing in his career so Mm. it's probably like a joke for him as well that like everything he ever does is about star wars he's very good natured about that stuff because he was like a real big or still is like a big nerd himself so i feel like he's actually kind of sympathetic to like everyone wants to know about star wars because he himself is a big star wars fan despite being in it himself as well yeah um he's very good natured about that stuff he is honestly like i've I've seen him doing cameos as you know himself or um it's mm-hmm. kind of like similar to this and he's just so funny in it and him as a person mm. and like i love following him on social media because he's hilarious on twitter he's hilarious on instagram like i just find him really really entertaining as mark hamill like as a person i mean he's just a big dork yeah but like he's completely he's like the most wholesome person but somehow it doesn't get on your nerves like no he's very well-natured just a decent human being and um yeah and so do i'm always happy to hear him and stuff and like he's voiced so like characters and so much stuff i've watched over the years watching lots of cartoons and stuff so i always love picking him he's out he's the joker and stuff wasn't he yeah, yeah he is yeah and i love trying to because he can do a lot of different voices and i love trying to like when i'm watching a show i'm like is that mark hamill like i can pick yeah try and pick out like oh that's him he's doing that voice and that's always fun because uh, he's in so much more than i think people realize well that's the thing i grew up watching like the batman stuff and things like that and it honestly yeah. wasn't until i was an adult that i realized that it was actually mark hamill and i was like no way I, mm-hmm. I, I it was one of those things that i didn't believe and then i googled it i was like no way that's mad that's absolutely crazy so, yeah, I, I feel like we did speak a lot about this episode before and the reasons we love it. Yeah. I'll be honest, the VHS, where it had the front cover of the VHS, I remember it has, like, Homer as Darth Vader fighting Bart as Luke Skywalker yeah. on the front of the VHS. And the VHS is called Bart Wars, the Simpsons strike yeah. back. <laughs> I remember it. And I saw that in the shop and was so excited and actually was kind of disappointed when I got home because I thought... It was going to be Star Wars, but with Simpsons characters. Like, basically, I don't know if you know, but Family Guy basically did that. Yeah, that's it. Like what Family Guy eventually did. I thought when I picked up this VHS, that's what this was. Yeah. And when it was just like, oh, it's an episode with Mark Hamill in, even though I really liked the episode, I was a little bit disappointed that it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Have you actually seen the Star Wars Family Guy stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, they're actually pretty fun. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of family guy now but i do think that the the star wars gags they make in those specials are actually pretty fun yeah um at least the first two the third one they get very cynical on because they didn't want to do it well yeah that's that's exactly what i was just about to say so look i really love the first one and the second one um but the third one i was just like yeah this is rubbish <laughs> yeah they didn't even want to do it they had to do it because they had to fulfill like a a contract, contract with Fox or whatever and then yeah yeah and you can tell they don't want to be doing it like their heart is not in that third one <laughs> but oh well but yeah i know exactly what you mean uh but yeah any any other reasons that med to the mob is uh so high on your list as well number three no i mean i feel like it's it's 
pretty self-explanatory. Like I'm exactly the same as you. Like it's the whole nostalgia. I had the same VHS. I'm a big Star Wars fan. Um, just the usual stuff, really. Like there's not really much that we haven't. I feel like we've talked about this episode a lot, which is why I knew that it would be your number one choice. Um, so I don't really feel like there's much that I need mm. to add, really. The uh, one bit I do like, I've said that in the recent series that Kent Brockman's rising in my favourite characters list. Yeah. And he makes a... And I also talk about how I love, like, just weird noises in The Simpsons, like uh, the part of my galoshes effect, where it's just like a one little weird delivery. Kent Brockman does a, hmm, in this, which I really love. It's just a noise. Is when uh, he does the report on it and he said, um, and so the rat's milk is returned to the sewers and the circle of life is complete. (laughs) And um, then Tony says, I don't get it. Everyone loves rats, but they don't want to drink the rat's milk. And Bachman just goes, hmm. And that's it. <laughs> the funny thing is that... Just the hmm to that ridiculous comment is amazing. Ever since we've sort of discussed Ken Brockman on this, I'm now picking up those sorts of little things that I never would have picked up on before, just purely because I'm, like, noticing it so much more. Yeah, he's really come through this time for he's me. He's so weird. I feel like if we did a character's list now, he might have, might have creeped his way into it. Yeah, definitely. It's because, like, he literally has, like one sentence of dialogue in like very random episodes but yet his delivery is so good Mm. i love it and so as the rat's milk is returned to the sewers the circle of life is complete Uh, fat tony do you have any comment i don't get it everyone loves rats but they don't want to drink the rat's milk (laughs) so there we go mayor to the mob uh my number one your number three emma can i make a guess as to what your number one is do it. So is your number one, uh, when you dish upon us, no, I'm joking, it's uh, Lard of the Dance. Yeah, Lard of the Dance, that's my number one. I love this episode so much. Stay cool, Millie. Oh my God, I've literally written, stay cool, Millie. <laughs> <laughs> it's my number one, it's my first note, yeah. Yeah, so there's this like, um, I've just got so much nostalgia for this episode because I actually remember this episode coming out and I remember um, hearing Lisa Kudrow's cameo and I was just thinking to myself mm. like as as Alex and then I remember really sort of racking my brains for ages like who who's this voice, who's this voice and obviously back in the day you couldn't just Google who was doing the cameo mm. um, and then it kind of just like penny dropped and I was like oh my god and then the second time I watched it there's like her, the first two jokes that she makes is, um, oh, Lisa, that's a pretty name because obviously her name's Lisa Kudrow. And then the second mm-hmm. the second joke she makes is, oh, my God, you're such a Phoebe, which is obviously her yeah. callback to her friend's character. Um, but if I'd have known it was her doing the voice, I would have been like, oh, yeah, like that's really funny. But because I didn't know, I didn't pick up on those jokes at first. Can I just say something? That first thing about her saying, Lisa, that's a pretty name, I, I only just got the relevance of that no way <laughs> yeah i've never obviously i've known it's lisa kudrow from the first time i watched it but i never picked out her commenting on lisa's name is that perfume oh don't be such a phoebe it's pretension by calvin klein want to try some <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my god That's so obvious and then literally the second joke is her being like, oh, you're such a Phoebe. Like, Yeah, you always got that one. But the Lisa one, yeah, I never picked up, like, obviously, yeah. 
That's so funny. That's like you with the this is you with the max power. This is my this is my max power moment. This is your max power moment. The hairdryer moment, yeah. But the thing is, I love Lisa Kudrow anyway. I literally love Lisa Kudrow like in anything she does. I just it's just her as a person, her as a celebrity. Like I love her, and I feel like they place her really good in this. Like her voice goes really well with this like preteen, like mm. girl. This was actually an episode I didn't used to like, but in the last sort of, maybe only a couple, like maybe the last time I watched this, I was like, oh, it's actually really good. And then this time I was like, yeah, I do really like this episode. It's like grown in my esteem. I always used to think I didn't like it. I think um, for me, and this is probably why like I've always liked it and probably why you haven't is I relate a lot to this episode being like, I remember being like a preteen girl and like, Mm-hmm. All the girls in my primary school, like, sort of growing up and liking makeup and things like that. And I always remember, like, not being like that straight away. And, like, mm. there was a moment when I was in year six. Um, obviously, in year six, you're probably, what, like, 10 and 11? Yeah, I don't know the years. And my mum went out and bought me all the summer dresses. I always forget what age I am and what year. <laughs> this is, like, year six is the year just before you go to secondary school. So, like, your last year of primary school. And I, I remember, yeah. I remember my mum um, being like, "Oh, it's your last year of primary school. I'm gonna buy you like, you know, those like gingham summer dresses that girls just wear." Mm-hmm. She was, she was like, "Oh, I'm gonna buy you those because it's your last year of primary school, and like, you know, you won't be able to wear them when you go to secondary school. So I'll buy them for you." And I was like, oh, "Okay." So she bought them for me, and then literally, I was the only girl in the whole of year six that had these summer dresses, and they were all like, "Oh, why are you wearing those? Like, you can't wear those in secondary school." So I was, I, no. I yeah. So I literally felt like Lisa, like I was the only girl in like the whole of year six that had these little summer dresses on. <laughs> So oh, I, no. yeah, so like I, I really sort of relate to this episode. Like being, I mean, I always felt like I was kind of a little bit more cooler than some girls in my primary school, but that moment definitely made me feel like Lisa does in this episode. I mean, it does, it does get that stuff right in this episode. Even when it comes to the school dance at the end, I remember school dancers being exactly like that, with like all the boys on one side of the hall and all the girls on the other. <laughs> yeah, where it's like, oh, I've got a date, and then you turn up and you like girls in one side of the hall and boys at the other. Yeah, one hundred percent. I remember the first ever like school dances, whatever we. I can't even remember what we called them in the UK. It wasn't a dance; it was something else. But whatever we called them, it was like school all, disco. School, yeah, I guess so. School disco, school must disco. Have been. But all the boys are on one side and all the girls on the other. Yeah, and it's just that like the middle of the dance floor is empty. And then maybe like so some people start skidding around on the floor. Well, this episode has got like loads of really good lines in it for me, actually. One of my favourite, which I've never picked up on before, but this time round I did, was get this mum. She drinks iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we've talked to, this is another episode we've talked a little bit about before because we talked about it on the Homer's Jobs episode. I yep. love how lewd, like, I don't always love how ludicrous some of the plots are in these later series, but the Homer Grease Salesman hits me in a... Like, I find it very funny. It's ludicrous, but it's very funny. This is actually one of the episodes in the later series where I actually love the A plot and the B plot just as much. Yeah, they're, they're, they're both very memorable and both very good. Um, all, all the stuff with the Grease, they're like... Um, 
When he's like has the, like the mini heart attack, he's like money in the bank. This has actually got one of my favourite Simpsons lines of all time in it. So not my favourite, but one of them. Right. And it's a line that I say quite a lot in everyday life. And it's actually a bit of an inside joke between me, my sister and Ben. So it's uh, Lunch Lady Doris. Have you got any grease? <laughs> oh, grease me up, woman. <laughs> like, I love it. I think I've mentioned it before, but we yeah, yeah. <laughs> we literally say it to each other all the time. <laughs> I, I love Homer getting right up in that guy's guy's face and being like, my God, you're greasy. When you want grease, go to the source. Good old Krusty Burger. Oh, I'll say. Look at that red-headed kid. There must be $20 worth of grease on his forehead alone. I was thinking more of the deep fryer. All right, we'll try it your way. Can I help you, sir? My God, you're greasy. Do you know what makes me laugh? And it's it's what we mentioned earlier about how like certain things like really gross me out or really creep me out is when he mm-hmm. his eye like bulges when he puts like the oh, hoover on his God, eye and yeah. his eye bulges like that really yeah. like creeps me out. I hate it. Yeah, you're right. There are a few moments in this series I forgot about that one. Oh, so much eye violence in this series. Yeah, mad. Um. I I really whenever Bart I think Nancy's really good at doing very funny like Bart laugh reactions uh, when, when Marge is like maybe they went to plan a surprise party for you and he's like good one mum and he's like laughing <laughs> that that gets me because yeah. I watched one today uh, the one where Homer gets the motorbike as well and Bart's laughing when Homer's saying he can't ride it that really makes me laugh as well yeah Nancy's good at doing Bart laughing reactions. And she takes all my friends and ditches me. I'm sure they didn't ditch you, honey. Maybe they won't have to plan a surprise party for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Good one, Ma. And this is um, this is weird, Marge, where she's like, I've made homemade Pepsi. Yes. It's a little thick. <laughs> <laughs> but the price is right. <laughs> Lisa, I made you some homemade Pepsi for the dance. It's a little thick, but the price is right. Just after that line, she always goes, um, every Simpson dance now. Marge is really good in this series. Yeah, she is. She's brilliant. <laughs> or you can stay here and we'll have our own dance. Every Simpson dance now. Bump, 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 bump. I'll go. Like a lot of my good lines are like Marge lines in this series. Yeah. If I, um, a lot of takeaway. Oh, and your skin gets um, greasy. I know. I'm just. I'm talking about when I'm really full. I'm like laying there, and I'm like, I can't move. I've eaten way too much. I think about um, <laughs> well, it looks like he's ready for another squeezing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like the way Santa's little helper looks when he's like bloated and laying on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dad, I don't think the dog can handle any more bacon. Looks like he's about ready for another squeezing. Homer, that side of bacon was for my bridge gang tonight. Marge, if you don't mind, I'm a little busy right now achieving financial independence. With cans of grease? No, through savings and wise investments. Of course with grease. Uh, I love this episode. It's obviously, the, it is. that's why it's my number one, but I love the jokes. I love the storyline. Yeah, like, I am. where is it on mine? It's my number three, so our ones and threes have switched. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I just, I just could talk about this episode for ages. Like, I love it. Um, it's weird because 
even though I wouldn't even say it's like a best of a bad bunch because i feel like if i was to like write my top 20 simpsons episodes i still feel like this would be up there Mm. um Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah i love it it's the first episode of the series isn't it yeah and i think that now they're sort of like heavily relying started to heavily rely on this sort of um celebrity cameos because it's almost like nearly every other episode has got a celebrity in it yeah, that is true. There's there are so many, and this is where they start. Like, there's a few episodes where just like the guest star comes in out of nowhere, and they do the whole, you know, blank, blank when they say the name. I'm just like, oh, they're starting to do that here. Yeah, and it, one thing about this episode is, um, I actually really like Millhouse in this episode, but I feel like the whole Millhouse loving Lisa gets like boring really quickly but in this Mm -hmm. i feel like this episode you get away with it and i find it really funny and really sweet like all the little jokes but then after this episode i'm like nah i'm kind of over it now is this the one where he's in the cafeteria and it's like lower those eyebrows yeah (laughs) and the other one right okay and he goes to lisa so lisa i've got a spare seat and you've got an extra lunch (laughs) it's like the way he delivers it (laughs) And it's like, I do, I really think that Milhouse is like the MVP of this episode as well. Like, he's got so many sort of like little jokes in it that um, is sort of underrated. But then when you watch it, you're just like, Milhouse is actually hilarious in this episode. Sometimes he. Yeah, when he rips out his own hair at the beginning, <laughs> if you don't like it, it's gone. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, sometimes I find Milhouse is hilarious and sometimes i feel he's really irritating but this episode is actually like pure like millhouse gold when we talk about favorite characters right so when we did that really early on millhouse was on my top four yeah and uh you know we talk about characters changing as we've watched through this time around millhouse has actually kind of irritated me in a lot of episodes yeah I think if I was going to go back and do my top four now, I'd probably switch him out for Ken Brockman. Mm. That's where Ken would sw- would swoop in. Yeah, no, I think that's that's fair to say. Um, yeah, still, I still like Millhouse a lot, but there's been more episodes where he annoyed me than I remembered. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think in terms of the Simpsons kids, apart from Lisa and Bart, Millhouse is would definitely be next in line. Hmm. Oh, no, sorry. What, not, no, not database. No, Martin, then Millhouse. Mar- yeah, Mar- yeah, I think you're right, actually, yeah. And then, obviously, Ralph's right down there in the trash, like, right at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> well, what? Is, is, is Ralph above or below Ham? Um, Below, <laughs> I think. It's just, I just find Ralph really irritating. He's just a really good example of, like, a joke's been, like, done to death, and now you're actually just... Yeah. There's some of them kids that aren't really characters at all. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't know where to place Lewis. Or like Wendell. Yeah, exactly. So in this in this episode, actually, I think Wendell actually has a line. And um, I was just a bit like, whoa, like, that's what Wendell sounds like? I think he says to Lisa something like, um, when she comes in and she's all dressed oh, up. Oh, she asks for a date. Yeah, something. and he one? says, um, hi, Lisa, or something like that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bizarre. Do you like Richard or Lewis more? Um, well, they're, they're kind of both nothing. Probably <laughs> Lewis. I think Lewis is in it a bit more, but they're both nothing characters. Richard made Lewis spin milk for his nose. 
<laughs> they they thought they were going to be someone in series one and they just didn't have anything about them. Yeah, because it's like the episode, I think it is, um, I can't remember what episode it is, but they're in like three episodes in a row and then you don't see them for like three series. Mm. It's so funny. They're better than that weird kid with the big big glasses that's in the background of some of the shots. Oh, yeah. Has like weird like Burger King Kids Club glasses on. <laughs> that's Millhouse. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's it. That's your number one, Lard of the Dance. It's really yeah. good. All, like I say, all the stuff about the grease I really like, you know. Without the grease, all you can taste is the hog anus, is what <laughs> I think about whenever I see people eating hot dogs. <laughs> hog anus. Yeah. Gross. Hog anus. My dad always used to call say that they were made of bums and lips, oh. and that's what... <laughs> <laughs> That's what's stuck in my head. <laughs> oh, gross. Yeah. So there we go. Oh, I forgot we still have our one mores. Yeah, we do, yeah. To be fair, I mean, my one more, I don't really have a great deal to say about it because, I mean, it's your turn, but we'll go. I'll tell you about mine in a minute. Um, I've got a lot of ones that I would potentially... Do you, want me, one more. do you want me to go first? Yeah. And then, go on then. Yeah. So um, the reason why I don't really have much to say about it is because my one more is Treehouse of Horror 9. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously we, the last episode that we recorded was Treehouse. And I do actually think that I mentioned this one a few times in it. Um, so this Treehouse is the one where... Um, yeah, we did talk about this one. We talked about Hell to Pay and Terror of Tiny Toon, at least. Yeah, so the one where Snake um, gets executed and Homer gets the hair, and then the one where Bart mm-hmm. and Lisa go into Itchy and Scratchy, and then uh, mm-hmm. where um, uh, Kang is Maggie's dad, and they go on Jerry Springer. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. So um, I do remember this treehouse. The the Jerry Springer one has got Marge saying, I'm so embarrassed yeah. which always makes me laugh I love it I'm so embarrassed I can't believe it Jerry Springer didn't solve our conflict and now he's dead so um, this is the first treehouse that I actually have like memories of actually watching it um, like as a new episode um, and I watched it mm. and I loved it because as a kid like this is really weird to say it now but as a like nine ten year old I loved Jerry Springer so wow. <laughs> yeah so I remember like I mean I think like my mum and my aunties and stuff used to watch it so I used to just like it used to just be on when I was a kid well it was a phenomenon it's kind of like precursor to the whole Jeremy Carl thing really isn't it oh Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Which I am not a fan of. Can I can I just put that out there? I'm not a Jeremy Cole fan. Um, okay. <laughs> I've I've just like redeemed myself in your in your books. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, so um, it's like a whole nostalgia thing for me. Like I loved it. I loved watching it. Always been a massive Treehouse fan. Um, I just I just love all three segments as well. Um, I think. Out of the three, um, my favourite is probably the first one, like the toupee one. But I do also love the one where Kang is Maggie's dad as well. It's a it's a really strong treehouse, actually. Like, I really do enjoy the whole episode. Yeah, I really like this one. Um, 
as I said, like all three segments are good for me. And this is the first time that they run Homer over at the opening credits as well. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Mm. And then they're all like, oh, they should be here by now. And it's because they've all like been run over or like... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what's your one more? Um, well, my one more is between like six different episodes, all for different reasons. But I'm just going to go for my first instinct. Okay. And... I would be interested to hear what you think of this episode. Uh, my one more is Marge Simpson in Screaming Yellow Honkers. I hate this episode. <laughs> right. I thought you might. A lot of people do. Yeah. Can you tell me why you hate it first before I tell you why it's my plus one? Um, It's just... <sighs> I mean, hate it is probably a bit of a strong word. I mean, I don't really like it it's one that i tend to skip because i just i don't know i think maybe the storyline or mm. do you know i'm gonna be honest like i don't really feel like i could give you a proper answer to that because i don't really know why i don't like it i just i'm a bit like uh i just think uh, i don't know <laughs> i don't know it's just not because well this is why it's my plus one because i used to think oh, i don't like that episode either and i used to skip it yeah and the last couple of times i've watched it and the last time I watched it, I was like, that's pretty good, actually. And this time I was like, there's a lot of good stuff in this episode. And it's my plus one because it's one that I thought didn't have a lot going on. Yeah. But actually, in the last few watches, I'm like, actually, it's not bad. It's not in like my top four or anything. It is in my top ten, though. It has um, Edna singing Fever at oh, the beginning yeah. of it and popping the balloons. You give me fever. When you touch me, fever, when you hold me tight. Fever! Ha! Kill me. Oh my god, I love that Edna moment. It has Bart dancing around as Baron Von Chicken Pants. <laughs> it has Homer getting excited over the three-chambered peanut. It has Marge with Road Rage going, come on, come on! Which is what my dad used to do when he had Road Rage. <laughs> as Marge. Um, it has Homer shouting Jumanji at the animals and thinking that's going to save the day. Like, there's a lot of good stuff yeah. that I forget is from this episode because you think, oh, it's just that boring episode with the car. And actually, there's a lot of really good bits in it that make the episode better than I think a lot of people remember it being. Yeah, I mean, maybe I should probably... I mean, I watched it during the like rewatch and... Mm. To be fair, I feel like I was doing bits while I watched it. So mm. I probably didn't give it the whole like, 100% attention I probably should have done. So maybe I have like prejudged it. Maybe I should just like completely watch it and pay 100% attention to it. And yeah, I don't know. Don't worry, kids. I know just what to do. Jumanji! Does anything from the movies actually work? The the issue I have with it is it really does go into like the last act is absolutely bonkers, like too silly. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like they hang a lantern on it because it, it cuts inside the Mo's at one point and Carl's just like, oh, has anyone seen Homer today? And then he just like flies past the window with his belt buckle caught on a rhino horn. <laughs> <laughs> just pointing out how ridiculous it is. I also like, it's weird, like I do quite like Marge in this episode though. I feel like mm. she's more irritating in other episodes, definitely. Yeah, it's not a bad, like, there are much... Sometimes I think, like, they struggle writing Marge episodes, and this, I was like, this is actually a pretty strong plot for a Marge episode, like Marge getting, like, a big car and getting, like, road rage and stuff is an aspect that 
is worth exploring. She's not written poorly or mm. um, misrepresented. I, I, I do think like I do think they're kind of like hanging heavily on like women being bad drivers and stuff. But mm. I, I I do think it is more about her is the rage rather than like being a bad driver. Um, well, she's a good driver. Yeah, the, that's why they get her in to help. Like. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird, it's, isn't it? I think it's an underrated episode anyway. I think a lot of people write it off and there's actually a lot of good stuff. And, uh, you know, when they go to the zoo and the animals aren't doing anything and they're bored, I can relate to that <laughs> as a kid. And Homer just shouting, I've seen plays that were more exciting than this. <laughs> I completely forgot about like the whole talent show bit at the beginning. Yeah, that talent show bit feels like it's from an earlier episode to me. Yeah. If you ask me when that talent show section is, I'll be like, I don't know, Series 4. Yeah. It feels really early Simpsons. All the teachers putting on like a excruciating talent show. The whole fever bit is actually like my favourite Edna as well. Yeah, it's brilliant. I, I was totally surprised when this episode started with Edna popping balloons over her body. <laughs> Do you know what, right? The episode that I thought would be what your one more really isn't right so the episode i thought was the one where lisa goes into that like um sense sensor chamber uh that's an episode yeah uh make room for lisa make room for lisa no that's that's bang in the middle for me yeah it's it's all right like there's bits i like in that episode but it's really with just mixed messaging it's like kind of all over the place with the point it's making and it just yeah, I, I like Marge beating the crap out of Millhouse, <laughs> um, and I like that it starts with um, Homer waking up at work and going, "1939, oh my god, I've gone back in time." I love that bit. Okay, FDR is in the White House. An ice cream cone costs a nickel, and a hot new tune by Benny Goodman is hitting the charts. The year is 1939. 1939? Oh my God, I've gone back in time. I've got to warn everybody about Hitler and get to the ice cream store. Hey, yeah, Homer, what's all the hubbub? Let me guess. You travel back in time again. Shut up. You haven't even been born yet. Easy, Homer. I'll bring you back. (laughs) Oh boy, am I glad to see you guys. (laughs) that's really funny but yeah make room for lisa i know like that's it's one that people love or hate but for me it's just like it's just smack in the middle yeah um i thought you were gonna say that you thought my plus one would be 30 minutes over tokyo yeah that was another one that i thought as well i i actually really like the episode um Uh, yeah it's pretty high for me as i said before um i i'm not really a fan of when the Simpsons go places or like the mm. episode is like a country base, but that is like my favourite of the bunch. Apart from Bart vs Australia. Yeah, apart from Bart vs Australia. Oh, it has another real cringe moment in it though, as bad as the eye stuff, when Homer squeezes the penny and it goes under his skin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's oh. horrible. The noise of it travelling up his arm. <laughs> Marge is like, oh, Homer, not again. Not again. That's Becca. Was it Becca's favourite episode when it's you did her, it? I think it was her plus one. Oh, her plus one. It was her plus one, yeah. Because she likes Japanese. Well, we both like Japanese stuff. Visited Japan. Um, yeah. I, I was a bit shocked this time. I, I actually do... It's the only sport I follow is sumo wrestling. I actually am a big fan of sumo wrestling. 
And in this, they go to a sumo tournament. So, um, you know, the arena they're sat in, I've sat in myself. Um, That's cool. But I'm a little, when they, (laughs) I was surprised they got some of the facts so right with the sumo stuff about like purifying the ring with salt and stuff. Uh, But also when he throws him into the uh, mawashi bin and it just says sumo thongs on it, (laughs) I was like, yeah, yeah, they're not called sumo thongs. It wouldn't, it wouldn't say that on the bin. It was just not like a bin by the side of the, of the stage where they throw their dirty thongs at the end. Oh, I bet that smells. Yeah, <laughs> that fictional Mawashi bin. Uh, yeah, so I do. The, the, but the, that thirty minutes over Tokyo one, it just goes into wacky town at the end again, with it's like hanging over the volcano. And yeah, then Godzilla attacking the plane. Like, ah, okay. I always like that. Um, knife goes in, gods come out. <laughs> oh yeah. There's a few gags in that that feel very Family Guy to me, though. Like the Monopoly man driving off in his metal car. Yeah. That feels really like a Family Guy joke. I do feel like, obviously, this is the era that they do try and be like Family Guy. Cause Family They're competing Guy. with it now, yeah. Yeah, and like South Park and stuff. Um, so, come on then, Emma, what's right at the bottom of your list? I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same one as mine. So, I don't like... Um, like kidney trouble, Homer Simpson kidney trouble. Don't that, like that's that. That's my second to last. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like Sunday, cruddy Sunday, but I don't that's know. That's if... near the bottom for mine. I have no affection for American football. Well, that's exactly what I was just about to say. Like, I don't know if it's because we don't really do like um, Super Bowl and things like that. So I just I like the Vincent Price's egg magic side plot though. <laughs> it's yeah. just too. It's so weird. Yeah, and I don't know. There's other ones that I don't really like. My 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 very bottom one is Monty can't buy me love. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, because it's just like it's just like what the hell is going on? Like the Loch Ness monster working in the casino. Do you feel like that because you've just come back from Scotland as well from Loch Ness? Actually, I was the whole time. The whole time I was in Scotland, I was. I would say multiple times every day, I would say to Becca, so you're back, son. Aye. I suppose you'll be leaving soon. Aye. <laughs> so you're back, son. Aye. I suppose you'll be leaving soon. Aye. <laughs> and it actually ended up being one of my most used lines of this whole series, even though I don't like that episode. That's so funny. We've said before, like, that reminds, it's really similar to the episode with uh, the trillion dollar bill. Mm-hmm. Um, Apart from I like that episode. Yeah, like one's a good episode and the other's just really not. <laughs> yeah, it's just so weird. Like a, when he he's just it ends with him working in the casino. It's so weird. Yeah, maybe it's like a bit of a filler episode. I don't know, but I I don't care for it very often. To me, it felt like the first time that the Simpsons went like way like. You know, we talked about we don't like the... Uh, we'll come to it next series, but the leprechauns. Yeah. And it's like, well, this is just like a fantasy thing. It's just weird. It's so unrealistic that it's like ludicrous. That's what the Loch Ness Monster felt like to me. It was the first time in a Simpsons episode I was like, well, this is just silly. Well, the thing is, they've they've tackled um, Bigfoot before in like season one, but they did it in such a better way. That's the thing. Yeah. It didn't have Bigfoot actually being real and then working in the Quickie Mart. Yeah. So. 
Oh, weird. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they're the ones I don't like. I'm not a big fan of Lisa Gets an A either. It's just very forgettable to me. Yeah. It's not really much of a storyline, to be honest. No, Lisa cheats. And then I'm just like, what else happens? And it's like, not a lot. Like, oh, yeah. Homer gets the lobster. Oh, pinchy, yeah. Yeah. I love all one. the pinchy stuff. <laughs> I don't like the ending, though, when he's eating it. It makes me feel sad. And he's <laughs> I find crying. It, like, really horrible that he's, like, eating it and crying, yeah. So weird. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I tell you of something I do like in the series though. So it's an episode which I, uh, is like bang in the middle. Really, is uh, Mum and Pop art when Homer becomes like a, an artist. And I'm not a massive fan of that episode, but I do love the segment where Marge is walking around the gallery of Homer, and you get to see Marge's love for art, and it harks back to her being an art student and her actually being an artist and stuff. And she's yeah. really passionate and she's telling Homer about the art. It's a really nice section. Yeah. That's exactly what I was just about to say. Look, I don't really care for that episode very much either, but I do love that bit just because it yeah. kind of gives Marge a little bit more depth and it plays, it's a continuity thing. Like it plays back to yeah. when she did the whole art stuff at, at the early seasons. It's really sincere. Like, it's really nice seeing her and Homer doing something together. And it's not really jokes. They're just like really yeah. sharing some like t- quality time and listening to each other. And it's just a very nice section. It's really sweet. Yeah, I agree. I mm. really like that. It's so exciting to do something cultural together. Matt Groening, what's he doing in a museum? He can barely draw. No! Oh! oh no! I'm being erased! Move it, bub. We got an installation to installate. Mmm, a class Oldenburg. He's a European who defied convention and embraced American popular culture. He must be a hundred feet tall. Now this is a Joseph Turner. In an era when everyone else painted portraits, he broke away by painting the Venetian canals. It's glorious. The streets are paved with water. You could ride a walrus to work. And Picasso started out painting realistically, then moved on to cubism. By the end of his life, he was just painting crank letters to the editor. They call it his angry jerk period. Split P. (gasps) With him! Any ideas yet? No, these guys are geniuses. I could never think of something like soup or a pencil. Oh... Um, also, that episode has, um, I think about this a lot. I'm shaving my shoulders. I'm getting it all shaved off. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> shaving my shoulders. I'm getting it all shaved off. Homie, someone's at the door. So, is there any other ones that you wanted to? mention or any moments you want to bring up from this series um so i actually wrote like loads and loads of notes and was gonna make it my plus one uh was the whole um i'm with cupid thing with a oh, i wondered if that would come up because i know yeah. you like that episode yeah so that was my plus one and then mm-hmm. i wrote all the notes for it and then i looked and i thought do you know what i could actually say more about treehouse so i swapped it right at the end um mm-hmm. but I, I really, really like that episode. It's it's really high up for me. But it, one thing I will say is it's the only other episode, apart from the episode that they get married, that I actually like about their marriage. 
Yeah, I've just watched Eight Misbehaving and it really takes a nosedive. I hate that episode and I hate mm. like any Apu and Mandula episode after that. Like I just I can't. In this, it's sweet. Like they re- like I love how like like Apu finds Mandula really sexy and they have like a really good relationship and it's it's cool. He's like, um, oh. Oh, I couldn't let you in the store because you are smoking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I also like, uh, there's another great Wiggum when he's <laughs> in bed with uh, Sarah and he's like, Sarah, it's $10 a pill. <laughs> <laughs> when Homer looks at the Kama Sutra and he's like, hey, they stole our idea. <laughs> Love it. So, yeah, I really like the episode. I like yeah. the Elton John cameo. I think Elton John's mm-hmm. really good in it. Um, it's it's subtle enough, like, it works. It's kind of like when... Um, it's kind of like when Paul McCartney's in it. Like, it's, it's very subtle and it's not forced. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Um, but then I feel like going forward... See, this is the thing. Like, so, obviously, they had Lisa Kudrow at the beginning. It's only a couple of episodes later and then they've got Elton John in it. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. every couple of episodes is a big celebrity star now. But yeah. I do but I do like Elton John in it. It's not like I don't. Um, the only other episode I wanted to bring up. So last series, um, you mentioned Realty Bites as being the last Phil Hartman. And I said, there's one more. Oh, okay. And yep. it's Bart the Mother. Bart the Mother oh, is the last Phil Hartman. yes. He's, yeah. So it's, um, it, it's, it's the, so Realty Bites was the last Lionel Hearts. And then Bart the Mother is the last Troy McClure, which ends up being the last Phil Harmon. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Phil. You've made me sad now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to end on that. On that cold note. But no, yeah. No, you are right. It's cool. You're right. So, yeah. I mean, season. this season's gone. It's gone so quick. I just can't believe it. Yeah. I mean, season 10... Um, Overall, like it's actually, I actually really enjoyed it. Like I liked more episodes in this season than I thought I did. Yeah, I, I agree. Thought, uh, there's a few good episodes, and actually ended up liking like most of the series. All right, okay, let's quickly do the um, we'll, we'll do our wrap up. So uh, yeah. to remind you, my four and one more were my number four was Doan in the Wind, my number three was Lard of the Dance, my number two was Viva Ned Flanders. My number one was Mare to the Mob, and my plus one was Marge Simpson in Screaming Yellow Honkers for being a better episode than you remember and uh, giving Marge an episode for a change. Honk, honk. Okay, cool. So (laughs) my number four was Viva Ned Flanders. My number three is Mare to the Mob. My number two is... I've lost it. Where is it? Homer, Homer to, the to the Max. Homer to the Max. My number one is Laird of the Dance. And my number one more, because <laughs> that's the number, <laughs> is Treehouse Nine. Yay. So Yay. That was Series 10. Next time, uh, we're talking about Futurama with hopefully a special guest who I need to talk to tomorrow to make sure he can still do it. Dum, dum. Dum, 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 I've narrowed dum, my Futurama episodes list down to 19, a svelte 19. I need to get that a little <laughs> bit further down, so I'll be, I'll be doing that over the next couple of weeks. Uh, but I'm looking forward to talking about Futurama, one of my favourite TV shows of all time. Um, and then after that, it will be on to Series 11, which will be our last regular season-by-season episode. Yep. 
Wow. <sighs> I'm sad. I'm not going to lie to you. So we're to really you. near the end, near uh, the listeners. End. There's going to be 25 episodes in total, so you can see how close we are to the end of this now, of this miniseries. But, uh, yeah, I don't want to dwell on that too much yet. We've still no. got a few good episodes ahead of us. Yeah. So if you want to get in contact about any of the stuff we talked about tonight, I did ask listeners a question. What was it? Tell me... Oh, if if, Bar- if they ever say what Bart's middle name is, Jojo, on one of the episodes, or if that's just a little tidbit that Matt Groening chucked into an interview once, uh, and anything else, you can do that. It's, um, uh, what is it, 4andOneMorePod at gmail.com, or go to 4andOneMore.com and contact through that. You can also find us on Twitter. I'm on there as at BobShoy, that's at B-O-B-S-H-O-Y. Emma, you're on Twitter? I am on Twitter as at Emma Rowena, which is at E-M-M-A-R-O-E-N-A. And Emma also runs the Instagram account. I do. Um, So if you just go into Instagram and search four and one more, we'll pop up for sure. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's good. Rhyming now. Yeah, man. Um, and you can also find us on Facebook and other things. You'll find us all over the place. Um, if you like this, you might like some of my other podcasts. You can go to bobshoy.com. Uh, you can see other shows on the uh, Bob Shoy Podcast Network. Um, so if you like this, you might like one of those. They're very different. Uh, the, the idea is that all my shows are quite different to each other. Um, and what else can they do if you want to support my time researching and editing this as well as those podcasts go to patreon.com slash bobshoy I think we're all done yeah man cool right yeah okay so until next time everyone thanks for listening pardon my galoshes I love you a lot (laughs) (laughs) very tired Um, yeah bye kids if you can't be good be safe good advice (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha